0: Hello, everyone. My name is Adam. And I'm Bailey. And welcome to the Cinema Podcast, where we talk about the latest movie and TV news, rumors, and releases to keep your eyes on.
1: Please feel free to email us with any comments, questions, or ideas. Our email address is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. And you can also reach out to us through Twitter at ABCinemaPodcast. So kicking things off, we have Moon Knight, which premiered today. Um, and this is pretty exciting. Um, I'm very excited to, to watch this, um, today and Adam, what are your thoughts on the show? Can't wait to see
0: it. I mean, I was reading some reviews yesterday. It seems like Oscar Isaac does a really good job, but again, can't, I haven't seen it. So I got to watch that tonight and give my thoughts give a more informed opinion later.
1: Yeah. We'll be probably discussing this on Friday. Um, as this show comes out today, we want to give everybody the opportunity to see it, um, before we give you our thoughts without spoiling anything.
0: Well, Bailey, I don't know if you know this, but the Oscars happened this weekend and we had a podcast on Monday that we recorded on Saturday, uh, talking about how they're irrelevant. And then, uh, the Oscars happened.
1: Yeah, they became relevant. They... This is what my thoughts on this are The Oscars slapped
0: <laughs>
1: And there's, there's no other way to describe it um, literat- Literally and figuratively It slapped um, It was, like Chris Rock said It was uh, the best night in television history So where do we start with this? I, this is a tough one to talk about Like, wh- what, Let's just start with our general opinions Was it right?
0: See, it's so hard to break down. And just in case, if you don't know what happened at the Oscars, here's a brief overview. Will Smith is in attendance. He's expected to win Best Oscar. Chris Rock went on stage and was presenting the Oscar for Best Documentary and was making some jokes and said to Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, "Uh, can't wait for G.I. Jane 2. She suffers from alopecia and has been very vocal about it. And at first, Will Smith appeared to laugh. And then before anybody knew it, he he knew it, he walked on stage and slapped Chris Rock in front of millions of people, walked back to his seat. Chris Rock, rather shaken by the incident, was confused, and Will Smith twice yelled, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Um, Two times very loud. And it is reverberated through all of pop culture right now, and it's the biggest thing, the only thing I feel like a lot of people are talking about and I think the question of right is, is hard. It's not black and white, but my opinion is as such, you know, there's no excuse for the joke. Chris rock made. It was insensitive. It was, it was out of tune. It was, it was a bad, it was in poor taste, very poor taste. However, my thing is, is that there's no, justification in my mind for the reaction of Will Smith to assault Chris Rock on that stage in that moment. And that's just my brief overview and maybe we'll get into it a little bit later, but that's how I feel. How do you feel, Bailey?
1: I agree with you. Physical assault is never, or physical violence in any form is never appropriate. It's never the answer um, like if he were to be yelling at him from the, the audience, that's okay. Comedians deal with hecklers all the time. And that's something that Chris Rock could have rebutted back and forth with him. Um, one thing that stood out to me about this, like all the behind the scenes stuff, that line that, that he said was ad-libbed. It wasn't written out prior. Like a lot of these jokes that the hosts and the presenters made, uh, where they consulted with the audience, the actors and directors and everybody there. Um, They consulted with them to ask them if it was okay. Um, but this joke was ad-libbed. It wasn't in the rehearsals of the Oscars pr- practice or rehearsals. Um, And so I think that's what made it a little uncomfortable for Jada. I mean, I feel so horrible for her that she's kind of caught in the middle of this. Like, obviously she was very distinct discomforted, uncomfortable by this, this comment that Chris Rock made, the joke that he made. But I, I feel horrible for her that now that she's in this situation between her husband, her husband defending her, um, in two separate ways of defending her through the violence, the slap, um, and then also his, um, his calling out Chris Rock's joke. I think that the second part of his action was totally fine, and called for, um, because Chris Rock shouldn't have ad libbed that line. Uh, he should have just stuck to the script. Um, but I don't know, like Chris Rock, he he handled the slap pretty well. He was very shooken up, and you could tell. But at the same time, like I think that the slap was the overboard, and that made. That made the the comments even more uncomfortable afterward, and then it made his his best actor speech really uncomfortable
0: and I just don't know you know I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that we're I'm kind of glad that we're recording this right now because I feel like we're we're a little bit farther away. I feel like to have immediately reacted would have been in poor taste and not just that, but like we've had chances to read things and to see what people are saying and to be fair and to be honest i feel like i agree more with like i've read an article by kareem abdul jabbar and jim carrey came out today and and his quotes were uh what did he say i was sickened yeah he said i was sickened i was sickened by the stainless salvation i felt like hollywood is just spineless and mass and it just it really felt like oh this is a really clear indication that were not the cool club anymore. And he said, you know, he agreed with you. He basically said, you know, if you want to yell something from the audience and show and disapprove or show disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you that's fine. Then he continued saying you do not have the right to walk up on stage and smack someone because they said something. And and for me another thing that was really big for me that made the whole thing happen is that he slapped Chris Rock and then Within the hour, he received an award for best for best actor, and I think in that time between, all I could think about was, well, what's he going to say? And when he did give that speech, I just he didn't clearly apologize to Chris Rock. He admitted to some degree that he was wrong, but then he also tried to like e- like equate his action with love and protection and peace. And to me, that just didn't sit well with me either. So it's not like it was the worst, best actor speech ever, but given the gravity of the moment, it was just so murky that I, it just, it made me feel uncomfortable. And, and something else is that I know he was crying. He was very emotional. He's very raw, but like, you know, sometimes somebody cries and you're like, Okay, they feel really bad. I mm-hmm. feel like he was trying to I don't know if he was emotional. I don't know what he was emotional for. It just kind of made me also feel a little uncomfortable because I felt like is he like I don't know. It's almost like he was crying just because he was so embarrassed. I don't I don't know. That's my opinion. Well, but he did win Best Actor, so
1: who knows if it was real or not.
0: Um, and that's the other thing is that all of Hollywood loves Will Smith, you know? No one can say he did not deserve that Best Actor trophy. No one, because he gave a great performance in King Richard. And furthermore, he's been working as an actor for thirty years and has, you know, d- done a variety of roles. And he's worked and he's put in the time and he's put in the effort. He deserves this Oscar, you know. But we're not sitting here talking about Will Smith winning an Oscar or Coda winning an Oscar. The first thing we talk about when we talk about the Oscars is. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage. And not just that, I think I'm going to reference Jim Carrey again because his quote today was just so good. But towards the end of his quote, he says, you know, that was very selfish of him. It's It cast a pall over everyone's shining moment. And it did. Like, this isn't the Oscars where the first streamer won. This isn't the Oscars where, uh, you know, Billie Eilish won an Oscar. This You know, all of these things. It's the Oscars of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And the other thing is, is that, again, if his, if his speech, he did the Oscar, or Chris Rock made the joke, he was disapproving, he sat in a seat quiet the whole time, and the first thing he says when he gets up to give a speech is, I'd like to thank my wife, who is suffering from alopecia. Everyone in Hollywood, everyone who watching the Oscars would have said, wow, Chris Rock messed up. But because he reacted the way he did, it's, it's this gray area, and I feel like that's, I don't know. It's, it's for it was me. Impulsive. It was just so discomforting.
1: Yeah, it was very impulsive, and like the here's the thing: the Smith family has been in the public eye for so long. There have been so many rumors, and they've been public about their relationship, um, and how they've treated each other, and how they've worked on their marriage. And I, I feel like this was just, a, like, Will Smith has probably, like, Hollywood is under a magnifying glass all the time. And somebody said this the other day. Like, it was the real rejects reacting to the slap. And, and he said, one of them said that Will Smith was just boiling. And this was his boiling point. And it was very impulsive. It wasn't Okay but who doesn't have an impulsive moment where they do something that they regret? Uh, uh, let me, let me, I want to read what Will Smith said at the very end of his um, apology. He 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 did issue an apology yesterday afternoon, or er, on Tuesday afternoon, Monday afternoon. Um, and I love the last line that he said in his, um, his apology. He said, I am a work in progress. Um, And <clears throat> we all are. We're all a work in progress. We're all trying to be better people. He recognized that what he did was wrong. And he, this could be show, but he is at least showing that he is trying to change. And he understands that his actions were wrong i mean his the first thing he talked about was he apologized to the academy he 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 felt bad but who knows it could have been a show he's the best actor but what i'm saying is we're all a work in progress and for us to say that he was he was right he was wrong it's it's like i feel like we can't really even say that because we all make mistakes in life, and that's just part of life. And Will Smith made a mistake very publicly, and he has to deal with the ramifications for that, the judgment, the ridicule. But my thing is, like, who, who am I to judge him when I have my own issues? That's all I'm going to say on that.
0: So in that, how do you feel about Chris Rock? Because did he not also make a mistake? No, he did. I am the, I am of the opinion and we haven't heard anything from him. I don't think he would have made that joke. Had he known she was suffering from such a thing. And I think there was a article that said a source, a source very close to Chris rock had come out and stated he was not aware of her condition before the matter. Yeah.
1: I wasn't aware of her condition before people on Twitter were saying that she has alopecia. I I was not aware of that. And so the joke really, the interaction really confused me until I saw on Twitter.
0: Yeah, Twitter, which is, by the way, the fastest information machine out there. It happened and I had no idea what was going on. My wife had no idea what was going on. And I immediately <laughs> hopped on Twitter and was refreshing for like five minutes.
1: Yep. And then it was trending within like three minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. Twitter. If you, if you don't use Twitter and you want to know what's happening in the moment, go on Twitter. And the other thing is, is like, you know, you said it, he's going to have to face repercussions. They're talking, the Academy had a very heated debate about it on Monday. They're meeting today on Wednesday to talk about whether, um, what actions they should take. And so, you know, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow and, um, the outcome of that. And who knows, like, we'll be talking about this for a long time. And I think, again, what is so sad about it is, is that you, you said it very right. He made a mistake at the biggest stage and in what should have been his biggest moment. Because, again, he deserved the Oscar. Everybody wanted him to win the Oscar. Everybody thought he would win the Oscar. And instead of it being his crowning moment, it is his most controversial moment. And, you know, who knows how it'll play out. But it's sad. It's, it's crazy. And that was the biggest thing that happened at the Oscar, at the Oscars, aside from all the winners. And and that's the other thing I, th- I think is that it's so much bigger than the next biggest topic at the Oscars by such a wide margin. But, um, do you have any more thoughts on this?
1: I just want to say this. Will Smith defending Jada, like, I, regardless of the slap, I admire his desire to protect his family. Um, the slap was not protecting his family that was that was just an impulsive decision but him calling out chris rock protecting his family i think that is an admirable trait i was thinking about this a lot like obviously we've been thinking about this nonstop for the last couple days but like i have i have a wife and daughter my my wife i love her so much and she has health issues that if anybody were to make fun or say a joke about my wife and her health issues I wouldn't want to beat the crap out of the person too and it takes a bigger man to reserve your impulses and to have class in this kind of a situation he could have been very classy in how he handled this both actions were not classy of him cursing out Chris Rock and slapping him but like you said, if he had gone up there and said, "I'd like to thank my wife who has who suffers from alopecia,"
0: that would have been classy, and there would have been no doubt.
1: But he is a work in progress, like we all are. I think we should move on and talk about the the winners of of the Oscars because they didn't have their time to shine in their moment, and I th- I feel like we should give them a moment to shine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So do you want to start do you want to start first on the industry shakeup or on like the best moment of the night? Aside from, you know, the slapper?
1: Well, let's just go down like Apple TV and Netflix. That's that's a pretty big topic. It's exciting, it's sad for Netflix, but um Apple TV plus won the best picture with Coda. Netflix, who has been buying for that spot for the last couple of years, um, has still not received their Best Picture nom or not nomination. They've had plenty of nominations. They haven't received their Best Picture award, which is pretty big. Um, Netflix is, I- I'm sure they're a little upset about this loss, but Apple TV, like you said it the other day, that Apple TV is one of the most underrated streaming service out there. And I agree with you. It's small. As in it has it has a, a very small catalog of content to provide. But I will say this Apple TV Plus has the best content I've seen. Um a variety of shows that that I I have loved almost every show I've watched on there. And Netflix losing to them, it's kind of embarrassing. Um, because Apple TV Plus has only been around for like three years now, four years. So this is a pretty big win for Apple TV, and um, they're dominating the tech industry, and now they're dominating the movie industry.
0: Yeah, what was what was I going to ask you? Do you think going into these Oscars, Apple was an underdog? As ridiculous as it is to say that, because of how big a company Apple is, but like going into these Oscars, did you think you know they are more of an underdog, or, or I don't know? Did you think they were kind of like they were they were contenders, you know?
1: Well, Apple's always been a contender a contender company. Their feuds with Samsung any phone market out there, any computer market, um, they're contenders. That's what the company is. They for them to vie for this position of best picture. I think that's that fits Apple's personality. And I I think that Apple deserves it, honestly. Um, that movie was way better than Power of the Dog, and I I honestly, I, I feel like Apple deserves it. Because, well, the funny thing about this whole situation is Apple just bought those streaming rights to this movie. They didn't fund this movie.
0: Yeah, it premiered at Sundance.
1: It premiered at Sundance. Apple bought the streaming rights and premiered it on their program. Uh, on, their, on their streaming service, and this, that, that's what's funny about it is that Apple didn't fund the movie at all. Um, they, they advertised it because it was coming to their streaming service and they're sure going to advertise the heck out of it now. Um, now that it's best picture winner. And I, I think that, yeah, Apple TV is, is kind of the underdog in this situation since Netflix has been around for so long.
0: I feel like it's weird to me because honestly, what you said really struck a chord with me. That Apple TV has a small catalog, but in all honesty, their catalog is great. They have Ted Lasso, which has been which has been doing rounds in at Emmys and getting a bunch of nominations and awards for TV. Uh, they Severance is amazing. Now they have Coda, which just won Best Picture. Like Apple TV is is very small, but also very select to some degree. I feel like sometimes I get on Netflix. And I browse for thirty. I browse for like five or ten minutes, and then I'm like, "Wait, what am I doing?" And then I just get off Netflix. But I don't know. And I think it's it's just crazy to me. Like this is a big industry. This is a big industry change. It's the first time a streaming service has done it. Um, it makes you feel bad for Netflix, who I feel like at the start of awards season thought they had this pretty much in the bag. Yet come closer to the ceremony, they it was very much a neck and neck race. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Apple has a lot of money they know what they know what they're doing and to me it's to some degree you can say it's surprising they won but another another part of me is like it's apple they own kind of a lot so
1: here's another thing if you look at the dynamic between the two studios apple is very selective about what it gets on put onto the their their why am i struggling with streaming service <laughs> um, they're very selective on what they put on their streaming service netflix every for the last two years they've like they've at the very beginning of the year they've always released a trailer that says we're going to be releasing one movie every friday for the rest of the year and netflix is looking at this as let's just shove out as much content as we can because we need to we need to keep streamers yeah and that's why their prices keep rising and honestly like I am not the biggest fan of Netflix. Like out of all the streaming services that I have that I borrow from my parents, <laughs> um, I Netflix is the one I li- I watch the least of. I I I watch Apple TV Plus. I watch Disney Plus. I watch HBO Max, um, Paramount Plus, which is surprising because Paramount Plus has not that great of a catalog either, but but it still has more appealing. More appealing shows and movies than Netflix has to me. I could be wrong. A lot of people love Netflix, but they've also lost their biggest streaming shows like Friends. They lost The Office. Um, and it stinks because they're just licensing all of these great movies, but they're not keeping them on the service. There's no, I, I don't know. That's a topic for another day. Yeah. But Netflix is. They got sucker punched.
0: Um, Sad moment for them. But um, speaking of Apple TV Plus, one of the best moments from the Oscar, arguably, is Troy Kotzer winning Best Supporting Actor for Coda and his speech. And I don't know about you, Bailey, but this had me emotional. This speech was great. It was. I love Troy Kotzer. I've never seen him in
1: anything except for Coda. But this speech, the way the audience reacted to him winning, was so touching too with all of the the silent clapping. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional talking about it right now.
0: Um, it was an emotional moment, and it was very it was it was it was just wonderful.
1: It was well deserved and there's there's nothing better than to call this moment charming. It was a charming speech, a charming. Actor just he, he was charming. The whole situation was charming. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I feel like there's nothing else we can say to describe this other than well-deserved.
0: Yeah. And um I agree. And speaking of well-deserved, I mean, this is a contentious topic. Billie Eilish won for um <laughs> No Time to Die, her original song, in that. And I don't know. For me, her speech was just like she was just gushing, you know? It's like She just won an award at the age of, what, 18, 19? And, you know, how do you react to that? You're basically, like, almost on top of the world with that. Um, I I,
1: I am happy for her. (laughs) I want Lin-Manuel Miranda to get his EGOT.
0: Yeah, he could have been the youngest one. The youngest EGOT winner.
1: But I will say this, like, Billie Eilish is talented. I'm not a fan of her music. But... She's very talented. I will give her that. And the song for James Bond, it was a decent song. Not my favorite Bond song out there, but um, it that was also well-deserved on her part. I still think that Dos Orguitas is the better song, um, but maybe that's just because it pulls in my emotions a lot more than... I don't even know her song's title. Is it called
0: No Time to Die? It's called No Time to Die, baby. Written with her, Phineas, and Hans Zimmer. But speaking of Hans Zimmer, yeah. And speaking of the other movie, Dune. How many? Nom- it was nominated for ten awards, correct? And a one for six.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty massive. Like this, it's uh, I. It almost makes me wish that it had won Best Picture. And because this is the most awards that a movie has ever received in Oscars history that hasn't won Best Picture. Um and if you look at them like it's not like they won best actor or best supporting actor actress. Um,
0: yeah, they they swept all the technical categories per se. Yeah, it
1: was all technical and Greg Fraser, with the cinematography, win was that was so well deserved. Yeah, and same with the special effects. And here's the thing about the special effects award: the special effects award is meant to go out to the movie that made you believe that what you were watching was real. And there were parts in Dune that I was like, I don't even know if that was green screen or not. And I know that they they did use green screen a lot, but they also used a ton of practical effects. This movie was well deserved. I know a lot of a lot of people were like Spider-Man No Way Home, which has some pretty spotty special effects scenes. I will admit that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That was a beautiful film, but it, it's the Dune out of all of the, you could tell that that one was the most deserved out of all of them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it won for best score, Hans Zimmer. Unfortunately, wasn't able to attend in person, but I mean, talk about scores of the year. This one was amazing. I just, it was fantastic. When I think of Dune, I, I hear that score. And when I hear that score, I get, I get goosebumps. I, I also, okay,
1: going on from another topic for um, best, I believe it was best screenplay. Was that the one that uh, Kenneth Branagh won, won?
0: Yes. Give me one moment.
1: I can't remember if it was that or best adapted screenplay. I believe Coda won the other one. But that I, I watched Belfast the other day. And for those listeners out there, Belfast is loosely based on his story, his childhood growing up, and Kenneth Branagh has been nominated six times, I believe, for best, or for an Oscar, and for him to win this one, I can't imagine how happy this guy was, Like, it was so well-deserved, Belfast was a great movie, and I, I loved it, I, I watched it the other day with my wife, and we both really liked it, and it another well-deserved reward award. Um, I know you haven't seen it, Adam, but, um, you should really take the chance to see it because it's very touching when you understand that this is Kenneth Brown, Kenneth Branagh's story.
0: Yeah. And you're right. He won for best original screenplay. Coda won for best adapted screenplay. Okay. So, um, so those are things that we loved about the Oscars. Is there anything else that you felt like you loved Bailey? Because right now we're about to get into things that did not sit well with me at the Oscars.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm fine going into the things that didn't sit well with me. There, uh, That was all the stuff that really stood out to me and touched me at, throughout the awards.
0: Yeah. So first off, as a blanket statement, one thing that I think I didn't like is that I feel like these Oscars, There's I was, they're supposed to be a celebration of Hollywood, right? There's supposed to be a celebration of movies and of the Hollywood culture and, and all of these things, and just in the film, the film as an art form, all of these things. And I feel like they had so many tonal, they were tonally off so much because I feel like they were trying to appeal to a younger audience. Like, you know, they kept touting they're going to perform, uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno, and then when they do, they don't even perform the whole song, they bring in Megan the Stallion for like a part of it, and that was just weird for me because who listens to we don't talk about bruno to hear that megan the stallion part no one
1: nobody was expecting it honestly i was expecting all of the actors from the from the movie to be singing yeah and we still missed a lot of the actors and we didn't actually get it was we don't talk about bruno the remix and i didn't like that it was really uncomfortable for me and it's like why do they have to feel like this is like if they're trying to appeal to kids watching this, I don't think that she was the right pick to appeal to kids audience.
0: Yeah, that was like that was thrown in there for like the TikTok generation, you know? And uh, it's just I didn't like that. I um did you have more to add on that?
1: No, it was, it made me uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I didn't like that. I didn't like the Godfather tribute they did because Again, it was like a tonal mismatch. They were like, "We're going to celebrate the Godfather fifty years," and then they have this weird like beat, this weird song selection under or playing over these these you know this montage of scenes from the Godfather. And that's not what makes the Godfather great. The Godfather is great because of of this of the feeling it sets, and like it's like here we're going to honor the Godfather by playing music and showing a montage that is so tonally separated from the Godfather. It's like they didn't even understand what the Godfather was about. Either of those films. So I didn't like that either.
1: They did better than what I could have done. I've never seen the Godfather movies. Oh, Bailey. I
0: know. Um, you tell me this on the day we're recording this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's a Godfather quote in case you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, but that was funny. <laughs> I I want to see those movies. I just I, I have to get the motivation to see. Them. Oh,
0: here's the motivation. Easily top ten movies of all time, part one and part two. Gone for the three. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh,
1: but another thing about tonal discrepancies was the in memoriam section, um, and I don't I don't think I was as bothered by this. But when they were playing it and they had the choir singing, a lot of people complained about how upbeat the singers were. And I don't know. I, I guess it's it just depends on your outlook on life and death and whether you want to celebrate life or mourn the loss. And I think you can do both. But I, I don't know. I feel like this was an opportunity for them to say like, let's celebrate the life and careers of these people who have been in the Academy for so long. And I was a little uncomfortable by some of the stuff because it was just weird. I wasn't bothered by the tone, though.
0: No, and I think you're not the first one to mention that, that, that that it was just kind of weird, that whole disconnect there. So you're not alone in that thought. Um, another thing I didn't like, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the, of the hosts. There were two things that could have been funny, that were funny to people. Uh, some people might not have liked them. One was Wanda Sykes' tour of the of the Academy Hall, you know, of the, of the Academy Museum. That drew laughs from, you know, my wife and myself included. And when Amy Schumer came back out and said, oh, I'm sorry, did I miss anything? Because that kind of like alleviated the room a little bit. It was like the first time all night that had been addressed. And I, I felt like that was well played but otherwise i don't know i felt like like maybe we just need like a hostless oscars i feel like we just need to make the oscars about prestige and class again and i feel like to some degree this didn't hit that mark for me no
1: and i i i get that they're having like comedians come out and present and comedians hosting the oscars but it's not about comedy yeah some of these movies might be about comedy but like what Jim Carrey said, like we're we've just proved we're not the cool crowd. And and I I think that, that that really says something about Hollywood. And I hope that in the future the Academy does some retrospective thinking about where they are at in this time. I'm sure the Oscars ratings were really good this year.
0: <laughs> they're up fifty eight percent from last year. But even then these ratings are still the second worst Oscars ever. Like it's more impressive than last year, but that's by no mean a bar to be like, Oh look, we're doing better.
1: Well, I bet you that next year will be, people will be watching.
0: (laughs) I heard, I heard from someone today that they should, uh, if they brought a Chris rock and Will Smith, the host that'd be crazy. (laughs) Only, only as long as they've, they've made, you know, they've made peace and everyone's in for it. I feel like that would draw the crowd. But again, who knows?
1: That would be pretty funny. Um, I don't know if they, well, there's a talk of his suspension, but that would be really funny. That's a way to get people to watch. (laughs) Uh, But I, I, for me, I liked the hosts, not all of them. I liked Wanda Sykes and, uh, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall. On the other hand, that was really uncomfortable. Like, uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. If a guy had said any of those jokes, he would have been ripped apart by Twitter, by anybody else. And I don't think that that was appropriate of Regina Hall to be saying that stuff. And, and then she she, she sexually assaulted Josh Brolin. Like, in front of live TV, nobody's talking about that because Will Smith slapped Chris Rock.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know, I guess... And that's the thing. I don't want to like, I don't want to undercut, you know, these kinds of things, but like, apparently it's okay if you do it to a man, but like, I don't know. That didn't sit right with me. I wasn't a fan. Um, and yeah, she did make me a little uncomfortable. Her joke ran long going and you know, going back to how the Oscars doesn't understand what it's doing and also its audience. How do we not talk about Zack Snyder ruining, not Zack Snyder. He's a great guy, great filmmaker, but how about his, the Snyder the Snyder Bros, ruining the popular the popular vote sections? When is what? Let, let's talk about it because in the most popular movie moments was the Avengers End Game scene where they finally say Avengers Assemble. The scene in Spider Man No Way Home where the Spider Men come together and Zack Snyder's the the Snyder cut Flash entering the multiverse via flash. When's the last time you talked about that with anyone in casual conversation?
1: Um, I haven't like pro I probably talked to my brother the weekend it came out and how that was just like the best scene in the movie, which is not saying much because the movie sucked. (laughs) And then I watched this video of this guy reacting to it. This guy just crying. And it's like, why is this so important to people? Like I read a, an article the other day and this is just talking about the cult of release the Zack Snyder cut, the Snyder Bros. And so they said that they they said that I'm not even I I'm not even gonna say what they wrote because it was it's just not appropriate. But it just talked about how cultish this mm group of individuals are. And it makes me mad because I know that they had like they had robots retweeting stuff and trying to get this going and a ton of fans just retweeting retweeting I can't (laughs) retweeting all of their their tweets just to get this award. And I will say this Zack Snyder has the most passionate fans out there. But The audience, I feel like, I feel like this should have been excluded movies that were released on streaming services.
0: Didn't you just sit there and think when they got to number one, you're like, really? That's number one. And not just that, but when they go to the most popular movie section and it's Army of the Dead over the biggest, highest grossing movie of last year and Of all time, you know top five. It's sad. Um,
1: (laughs) It just shows how passionate these people are. Um, I they're small but loud, and they they made sure that everybody knew that we want the Snyder cut to restore restore the Snyder verse or whatever. It's it's just dumb to me. That's all.
0: It's insane. The, the The Snyder thing was weird. It, it literally, I literally was just like, well, that was wrong, but you just had to move on. All in all, I think, what do you think? What do you think of the, to sum it up, Bailey, how would you feel about these Oscars?
1: I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. It slapped.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, with everything included, the slap included, and just the weird tonal mismatches, I feel like the Academy just has to figure out, you know, once again, I feel like my thing is, is that, I remember the Oscars being about you know prestige and class and elegance, and I feel like we're so far away from that. So, yeah.
1: Well, those there's are. There's nothing more to say than that. It's, it's
0: <laughs>
1: not classy, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Well, I think that should do it for today's episode. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us. Again, our email is abcinema.podcast at gmail.com or abcinema.pod at gmail. If you would take the opportunity to like and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate that. Read our show on Spotify or Apple. You can also reach us on Twitter at abcinema podcast. And that should do it for us today. We hope you guys all have a great day. And as always, keep watching
1: movies.